It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. We're going to jump right into it with, uh, I guess, the man who's probably made the most news around Mizzou sports in the last few months, Michael Porter Jr., joining us on the phone. And, uh, Michael, first off, thanks for your time. And where are you at these days? you still out in Seattle, or are you back in Columbia now? Um, appreciate y'all having me. Um, right now, I'm, I just got back to Columbia a few days ago. Um, family's moving in and everything. Um, I've been in the gym. Um, but, yeah, just got just got in town a few days ago. All right, so we talked to your dad a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and he said, hey, it was kind of just like coming back home. You just fit right back in. So what's it like being back in Columbia? It's it's awesome, man. Um, you know, all my friends are back here, family. Um so many people that have supported me throughout my, my early high school years. So, like he said, I feel right back at home, um, and I'm happy to be home. Hey, Mike, this is Brian. Um, just kind of the, that whole process of, of the move, the change, and everything, um, how was that, and, and how do you think you've settled into your new routine of being back in Columbia and getting ready for the season? Yeah, um, well, right now the house isn't totally finished. They're finishing up the basement, so everything's a little scattered right now, but um, – all of us kids are trying to help my mom move into that house. Um, and But everything's going well. Um, I've been hanging out with my friends that I haven't seen for a while mostly, and I'm spending most days in the gym working out. Um, probably probably watch the game tonight. I got the Warriors winning that series. But, man, everything's been good. I feel, feel right back at home. All right, now uh, we saw all your uh, all your Instagram and your social media posts that weekend when you and Blake and Kevin Knox were here for a visit. Mm-hmm. Um, had did the reception in Columbia and at Mizzou like even exceed the expectations you had after you made that announcement? Uh, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, when I came on my visit, I mean the amount of love Mizzou fans showed, Mizzou students showed, it was I mean it was outrageous. Uh, I, I mean it far exceeded my expectations. And um, it just made me even more excited to start the year and see that big student section and that big arena fill up with people. Could you have seen this even a couple of years ago, you know, when, when your name obviously started to get out there and people knew the level of player you were? I mean, could you have seen what the last two years has brought as far as just kind of almost, a, like I hesitate to use the word, but the celebrity it's brought with it? Um, I mean, yeah, my, my parents and my family um, helped me keep a level head. Um, I mean, also, I know this isn't really my doing. You know, there's a lot of people that have helped me become the player I am. Uh, most importantly, God has blessed me to a lot. So that helps me stay humble. I think that move out to Seattle for that year was big for me and taking my game to the next level because, you know, I didn't really have any friends out there um, or anything. So I was spending most, most of my time in the gym or in the weight room. Um, you know, Brandon Roy, he, he helped me a lot along with some other people. So Seattle was great for me, but I'm excited to be back here. Looking ahead to to next season, just kind of, I know fans and media and everybody's putting out their expectations. What what are your expectations for your freshman year, for yourself, for the team? Yeah, I have have huge expectations. Um, You know, I want to help help bring this team to places it's never been before. Um, You know, I know a lot of people are doubting us, think Mizzou, it's going to be the same as last year, whatever. Um, I'm not really worried about what anybody else says. I know the caliber of experience we have, the coaches, um, and the incoming freshmen, I think we could be real special next year. But my goals, I mean, my goal is a national championship. Um, 
that's that's my main goal, my main focus, and I think that if we if we do it the right way and uh, we work hard every day, nothing's nothing's impossible. So. Hey, obviously, uh, obviously, and again, we're talking to Michael Porter Jr. All the fans are excited about all the freshmen in this recruiting class coming in. But how's it been? Mm-hmm. How's your relationship with with guys like Terrence and Kevin and Jordan, who you know might have to take on a little different role than they've played the last couple years? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know them too well yet, but um, they've been very welcoming to me and the other freshmen. I mean, they I've been around them a little bit. They seem excited, so. It's just it's just awesome to see those guys welcoming us in, and um, I believe that we'll have amazing chemistry. But I think that a successful team in college basketball has to have some experienced guys like them, and then some some star power coming in as well. So I think that we have the perfect pieces to really, really, really make this thing something special. So can't wait. You mentioned your year in Seattle and what did you learn? I mean, you've got some experience walking into a team that lost a lot and, and you guys were 3-18 and 18 and then I think went unbeaten last year. I mean, uh, so yeah. what's it take to, to kind of turn something around like like what Missouri's been the last couple of years? Yeah, I kind of feel like I've been in this situation before um, going to Nathan Hale. People kind of thought the same thing that this team I mean, they'd be a little better but not not nearly to the level that that we were um they didn't think we'd be national champions that's for sure so i kind of have experience going into a team that hasn't done great the past year um but i mean it's, it's a similar situation but i mean i know college basketball is different but i feel like with what we have coming in and everything um it could be a similar situation what's uh what's coming up for you i, I mean I, I know there's summer classes sometimes guys get here in june sometimes they come in july what, what's the plan for you getting to mizzou and starting classes and getting workouts going. Yeah, um, well, I'm in town now. I think I move into my dorm this weekend, and then mm-hmm. I think classes and workouts get rolling uh, Monday. So everything's <laughs> happening pretty quick, and we're going to get rolling and um, start working hard. All right, uh, Mike, I want to ask you, uh, the SEC released all the schedules this morning for the conference games and stuff. I don't know if you've even seen them, but – You've been a student of college basketball for a while. Is there anywhere or any game or, or maybe a matchup against a particular player this year that you're you're thinking, man, that that's one I'm really looking forward to? Um, yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to the matchup against those Kentucky guys. Yeah. Um, you know, those are those are some of my friends that we've been going back and forth a lot. Um, so I cannot wait to play play those guys, especially going against Kevin. You know, um, I wish my guy the best and everything over there, but I really wanted him here. So I'm going to show him what Mizzou basketball can do and why he should be here instead of there. So can't wait for that matchup either. You wish him the best except for all but a couple days, I assume. <laughs> yeah. All right, now we've got to ask you, uh, and look, I, we're not trying to put you on the spot about what Jonte is going to do, but how much mm-hmm. are, are you talking to him? Uh, uh, and do you kind of just totally leave that up to him, or are you kind of saying, hey, man, let's uh, let's try to do this together? No, for sure. I mean, I'm not trying to pressure him one way or another because you know, there's a lot of things he'd be missing in the year, like the McDonald's game, Jordan game. So there's a lot of cool experiences that he'd be giving up, but – um, I'm for sure in his ear a lot because I know the type of player he is and the type of impact he can make for our team next year. So I would love to play with him. Um, but, yeah, the decision is up to him mostly, but I'm in his ear a lot for sure. Hey, Michael, this is the last thing for me, man. Just how much are you talking with uh, Blake and CJ, Jeremiah, the other freshmen that are coming in with you? How much are you talking with them, and how much do you feel they're ready to get this season going like you are? They, they can't wait. I think those guys get up here tomorrow. Um, 
and they're, they're as excited as I am. Uh, we FaceTime a couple times a week and just talk about how excited we are. So we can't wait to get it rolling. I sent them a picture of their lockers in the locker room, and they, they about flipped out. So <laughs> I know they're just as excited as me, and um, they're all great players, so it's going to be sweet playing next to them. You know these guys so well, and, and obviously the, the, there is some experience, like you said, but how much do you feel like you're able to come in as a freshman and, and kind of be a leader here? Yeah, um, I, I feel like I am a natural leader. So to be, able, to be able to step in this situation, I mean, I just want to do whatever I can to help my team be as successful as possible. Um, I want to be an encouraging teammate. I'm the hardest worker on the floor and in practice and just encourage those guys to be in the gym, even when they could be out doing whatever, just stay in the gym, stay committed to the process and the grind, and um, get better. So, all right, one last one because we know you got to get to work out. Uh, I asked your dad the same question when he was on with us a couple weeks ago. How many times have you thought about? Because for a long time it seemed like it was impossible that it would happen. But how many times have you thought about when you trot out that tunnel against Iowa State? Kind of what that'll feel like for you and what the reception's going to be like. <laughs> I haven't even, I haven't even began to think how awesome that's going to be. But um, I, I just imagine, I mean, imagining it right now, I just it's going to be something special. Just running out that tunnel that I've that I've been in so many times. I've been in these gyms so many times, but to be wearing a Mizzou uniform on my chest and see all those people supporting, it's going to be surreal. So, man, there's no words to describe how much how much excitement. Is in my head for that. Well, let me just give you a hint. I think you can prepare for about two minutes into the first game, the fans starting to chant one more year. So you might get ready for that. <laughs> uh, they might get it. We'll see. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Really appreciate it, man. And look Thanks, forward Mike. to seeing you later this summer. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. All right. All right. That is Michael Porter Jr., the number one high school basketball player in the country. And uh, you know what, Brian? People might kind of uh, be surprised to know this. It's the first time I've ever talked to him. Second time I've never me. seen the kid play in person. I saw him play against Jason Tatum, and they were. This is, I think, coming off his sophomore season. Maybe I'm pretty sure that's when it was. I was out in Lexington, Kentucky, watching EYBL. Uh, Mo Can went against uh, back then St. Louis Eagles. Now they're called Brad Beal Elite. Um, great matchup. That was a great game. Um, Tatum and Porter guarded each other um, most of the game, I think, or at least I know Porter guarded Tatum most of the game. Um, and did well and, and was making big threes. Trey Young was playing with him, so he had another. I mean, there's great players all over the floor. But, yeah, I mean, I, the, the hype's legit. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> well, everyone in the country thinks he's the best player in the country. He could be the number one draft pick next year. You don't get six nine guys that could play like he can, have the explosiveness that, that he does. And then down-to-earth guy, good interview. Yeah. It was nice. And that's what I was going to say for a number one prospect – it, like, and this is not my opinion. This is everybody I've ever talked to said, you're going to love this kid. Mm. He is he is laid back, down to earth. He is very un-number one prospect-like. Right. And uh, they, like I said, they did release the schedule this morning. I mean, look, the two Missouri-Kentucky games are going to be right. like ESPN or CBS or right. something. Those are front and center. But they're at Alabama. Colin Sexton coming mm -hmm. in for Alabama. Um, Florida comes to Missouri, right? I think that's right. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, this team, you're not going to have to go on Twitter and say what channel is this game on. Right, no, this not much This team is going to be front and center all over the place. And the other thing I found interesting, and, and we're going to do a little retrospective in a minute, but the other thing I found interesting, like all this hype, he's not backing away from it. 
He, he said, no, not at all. You National know, he, championship. Yeah, he was quoted by ESPN this morning saying, I'm not thinking about the NCAA tournament. Like, that's like a foregone conclusion. Right. You know, and he said, I'm I'm looking to get them to their first Final Four. Um, like, see, oh. you want to talk about, you know, a, a, a beloved person at this university. Mm-hmm. If he does that, like, he will, he would be elected governor. I don't know what the minimum age is to run, but he would be elected next next November. How fast could a statue go up? That'd be the question. <laughs> right. They've got the one of Norm going up before this season. There's going to be a Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> statue before the 2019 season if he leads them to the uh, to the Final Four. And I will say, I, I know now, we did about a 10-minute interv- interview with him, and I know the only th- four words that anyone will hear is, they might get it, referring right. yeah, to no, another yeah. year. Um, I, I noticed that as well. And then... They might. But I'm going to go, if I'm a betting man, I'm going to go that they're not going to get it. Right. I mean, God bless him if he decides he wants to come back and play another year in college. Um, But, man, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's it's, a big life decision, I'm sure, coming up for him. And he's going to get the year to play with his brother. Look, we all know it's going to happen. It's a matter of when Jonte is ready to tell everybody uh, that that's going to happen. So, originally, our idea, when we didn't know for sure if Mike was – was going to be able to join us on the podcast. Originally, our idea was to kind of do a look back at the year in Missouri sports, and we'll do that, but we're going to abbreviate it a little bit uh, over what we did, would have done without the uh, without those 10 minutes with Michael. But um, so I, I think a logical place to start is we're talking about a kid who is probably the most beloved going-to-be Missouri athlete in quite some time. Let's take a look back at, to me, this was the year of Jaden Cox and Carissa Schweitzer. Right. I mean, those two names above all else. Yeah, athletes that are, I mean, they're on teams, but they're kind of individual athletes. Um, it's just remarkable with Cox going from the Olympics, winning the bronze and and nearly getting in the gold medal match to, to going undefeated his senior season, just like everybody kind of scripted and expected to dominate everybody and like we're you guys were talking about on Tiger sidelines the other day, he, it wasn't even really challenged that I yeah. remember. I mean, it wasn't. There were some low scoring like, matches. The national but it, title match was a blowout, right? There were some low scoring matches where maybe he only won by three points or something like that. But the other guy never was like shut out and never had a chance to get a point on him. So it's pretty yeah. remarkable what he's been able to do. I like the fact that he's uh, mentioned probably never going into MMA because he doesn't like getting punched in the face. I thought right. that's a, a and, positive and, life decision there. And, and I think like. To me, this year was his greatest achievement. Like, don't get me wrong. Olympic medalist, four high school titles, three national titles. That's all amazing. But to be out there, to come into this year, because, like, Jaden Cox, let's equate it to Porter again. Like, if you could go pro as a wrestler early, like, he wouldn't have been here this right. year. But this was the year everybody came in. If he does anything less than unbeaten national title, it's kind of disappointing. Like it, sure for him, especially to have that on your shoulders and then to go out and do it. Like there's a reason they talk about Super Bowl hangovers and World mm-hmm. Series hangovers and like everybody expected that. And then he just went out and did it and did it easily. Getting up, like getting mo- yourself motivated when everyone expects you to do it or whenever. It, I don't know. They it, mm-hmm. it's when anything it's just, less is a failure. Right. It's it's hard to do and just just to do it so many times over and over and over just and it seems like I I don't know him that well obviously but it just seems like something that he's got inside himself yeah. that he it just seemed coach, easy yeah he doesn't need coach smith on him that much to get in the gym I'm guessing he's in right. there all the time he's some kids are just born with that little extra whatever to to always be able to dig down I I mean it's 
It'll be nice. I know. I'm sure the wrestling program loves the fact that he's going to be hanging around a few more years. Who knows how yeah, long? Yeah, that's not bad. Um, not a bad recruiting. Yeah, group. not a bad guy to have on the staff helping recruit kids. So, I mean, it was exciting. Missouri fans got a chance to see something that they may never see again with a run like the last four years that he has. So, hopefully, they appreciated it. And then uh, Carissa Schweitzer, and I will credit Dave Matter for this uh, bit of information. He said yesterday, uh, as far as they can tell, she has a chance to be the first person, I think, man or woman, ever right. to win the cross-country national title, the 5,000-meter indoor national title, and the 5,000-meter outdoor national title. She'll chase that sometime here in the next few days. Uh, I, look, she doesn't get the attention even of a Jaden Cox. Right. Like, I think if you asked anybody almost that's not on Power Mizzou who she is, <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know. But, it, I mean, I think she's going to have an Olympic medal in her future. You know, she has Sounds that ability. Like it. That's what that's what the they were talking about, saying she has that that potential. It's pretty remarkable. If I remember right from my Tiger Sidelines producing, she's from Iowa. Um, came, uh, sounds good. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Just came down here to run some She just ran just, down here from ran, Iowa and never quit. Dominated, man. It's 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 remarkable to think uh, running that fast, that long. I don't know. It makes me sick to even think about it sounds awful (laughs) like like you just get done and it would just be relief um but that kind of leads into my overriding takeaway from this year in missouri sports is it was a really good year until you get to the two sports everybody pays attention to like they they finished higher than they ever had in the learfield cup standings which is like an all-encompassing deal and if i'm somebody who works for mizzou if i'm jim sterk i'm saying look how good we were look how well-rounded we are but what 95% of America knows is there's only two sports we pay right. attention to, and Missouri was pretty much awful at both. If anybody ever watches Fine Bomb or, or anything like that, they're not going to know that Missouri was pretty good athletic program right. this year. One of the, I think they're— and, and, like, I get—that's not insult—like, I get it. That's right. all—that's what people pay attention—that's what we pay attention to. Weren't they top four or so in the SEC in the Something standings? like that, like yeah. Maybe top five, but, yeah, I mean— I guess the other thing, if I was Sterk, what I would look at is say, look what we could be if we could just get our football and basketball program. I mean, you're And there are reasons to think that those are headed in the right direction. But I've said this before, like, you give 95% of the people a choice. Okay, do you want to be well-rounded and and be a little bit down Mm -hmm. in these two sports? Or do you want to be really good in those two sports and, like, awful at everything else? Right. Most people are going to take the really good football and basketball. Yeah, and I mean— And there's nothing wrong with that. Right, because— The advertising, I mean, it comes down to money and and notoriety, recognition, all that stuff. Whether fair or foul, I mean, that's just the way it is. It's bigger in football and men's basketball. It's always going to be bigger in those two sports. There's not going to be anything done to change it in our lifetimes. So let's touch on that. Let's just go through kind of the four sports we haven't talked about and and kind of thumbnail sketch. Obviously, last year, football, I said it on, on our TV show, I've said it before, like, if they make one play against Georgia, I really think the whole season's different. Like, that would have just mm-hmm. springboarded Barry Odom's tenure. Obviously didn't happen. They go through just an awful stretch in the middle. And then, I guess, if if you're looking for the silver lining, like, easily could have quit on that coaching staff and clearly didn't because their right. best half of the season was the last half of the last game in which they were playing for. I mean, look, when you're 3-8 and eight going into the last game, you're not playing for a thing. Right, yeah. they they It was pretty impressive the way they were able to – pull it together and, and play their best game of the season that, that mm-hmm. last game um arkansas is the, the rivalry game so i mean missouri fans love that part of it it's i think there's a lot to look forward to for 
covering and hopefully seeing some exciting football and fans who cheer for it and want it to and want them to be successful. I mean, the offense brings back all the major contributors. Um, mm-hmm. Offensive line is all intact. Lock, you you hate to say just because he's a year older he's gonna be better, but you think from sophomore should, to junior needs, year needs to be whether right, he will yeah, be or not. We he don't should know. be. Yeah. Yeah. And Demary Crockett, Jamon Moore maybe can focus on the ball a little bit more when it gets close to him. Um, I don't. There's a lot of there's a lot of things to like about the offensive side of the ball. The defense, if they could just defense be, can't be worse, can it? Right. If they could just be a, a like a little bit better, it'd just make a be huge average difference. instead of yeah. awful. So, all right, we'll end each each sport with kind of a, a like a bold prediction for next year. And I don't care if it's a record or not, but my call for Missouri football next year is seven and five. I think eight and four is more likely than six mm-hmm. and six. But I think this is a bowl team again. I think they win seven. Yeah, that's about what I, seven, five, eight, and four. I guess if I had to go bold prediction, I'm gonna go on something that we were talking with Eric Edholm about. I think I think there's a chance that Drew Locke has a good enough season to where he's he's he in the discussion it? heavily about leaving early. Um, whether yeah, I, I mean I think he, I just think he's gonna have a pretty big year. I I just think he's set up. He, I know talking to some people. He's been working hard. He's been getting ready for it. I think he's going to have a big year and, and lead the offense to marks that they were at with uh, Chase Daniel, at quarterback. All right, now we're going to skip basketball and end with that. Let's go to the spring sports. Uh, you know, softball, weird season. I mean, but when you're down year as a two-seed in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> you've got one hell of a program, which Aaron Earlywine does. I think a year removed from – first of all, everybody kind of forgets they lost Amanda Sanchez for the season. She right. was their best hitter. I uh, didn't really have much pitching. They're bringing in 11 kids, I think, for next year. Um, and, again, the down year, you're still in the NCAA tournament. So, I think the goal for next year clearly is get back to hosting this right. thing and be in the Super Regionals. Right, exactly. It's knowing exactly who, who – not knowing exactly who they're bringing in. I know it's a big class, but you not get, knowing – Get on that. Yeah. Start, start, <laughs> yeah. I want some softball recruiting profiles yeah. quickly. Hopefully there's some pitchers in there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, just knowing Coach Earlywine, really the type of program he runs, I'm sure that's the goal. Back to hosting regionals, see if you can get to a super regional, see what happens after that. You never know. End up in the in the World Series. And the SEC in softball, it's so crazy. I mean, you go thirteen, you go 500 right? in that league, you're getting in and you got a shot. So that'll take us over then to baseball. And the 20-game win streak, we've talked about a lot. Like, it just threw expectations all out of whack. Mm-hmm. If you'd gone back to the beginning of the season and said, okay, you're going to end up 36-23, and 23, you're going to be two games under in the SEC, and you're not going to make the tournament, but people are at least going to think you've got a chance. Right. Like, that's a really good year one. They would have taken that. Right, hard. yeah, no doubt. I mean, Coach Beezer came in and got him. Yeah, that 20-game win streak was crazy. It just changed everything, like you said. And it's just played – up and down ball after that kind of got a little hot towards the end of the SEC season. weren't able to really carry it over to the tournament as much for whatever reason. I they got to be happy with it. They're they're gonna lose their best pitcher, which makes it hard going into the next season. But they got I, some guys that seem like they can. You know what? I might actually argue they're gonna lose their second best pitcher because TJ Sycamore was a freak show right. this year. Yeah, he I was. I mean, I think he's your Friday night starter. I'm not sure. I, I think Cole Bartlett's back next year, but don't, could be. He don't could quote me yeah, on he that. He could get, get drafted. I think. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, Robbie Glendening could go pro. A bunch of these guys could get drafted. Baseball's a weird sport, like where you want to recruit guys that are really good but not too good. Right. You know, because if you recruit them and they're too good, you know they're gonna be gone. So I think the goal now, next going into next year, the goal is clearly, hey, NCAA tournament. 
Right. Yeah, I think uh, Coach Beasley would definitely say that. I, I mean, when you lay a foundation like that after year one, 36 wins, most wins ever by a Mizzou coach in their first year. First season, Although yeah. there's only been like four Mizzou baseball coaches <laughs> right, ever or right, something yeah. like that. Gene McCarter coached for 96 <laughs> years. So, yeah, and Tim Jamison for like 30. Um, okay, so let's finish it up with a few minutes on basketball. And, like, I, it, we have the same conversation every single time, but I'm still just a little bit mind-blown where we're at. I, I mean, two months ago, had we done this podcast, uh, three months ago, had we done this podcast, all right, another Missouri basketball season, hooray. And now, all of a sudden, like, people just want to erase everything until right. November 10th. And, like, okay, look, if Michael Porter's going to say it, I'm going to say it, too. Yes, I expect this team to be in the NCAA tournament. If they are not in the NCAA tournament, like I'm not going to say it's a failure, but it's disappointing. I mean, there could be some some things that pop up during the season that change your perspective. Right, you on assume it. they're healthy. Right. You assume everybody's here. Right. I would agree though. If they don't make the tournament with the with the level of players they've brought in and with the guys that they have, the kind of players. I mean, Kevin Purrier, Terrence Phillips, Jordan Barnett are great guys to be rotation guys to be playing minutes when people get in foul trouble. And you wouldn't think the ego gets in the way. With right, it. exactly. Steady guys, uh, guys that the, the young guys can look up to and, and learn from and all that kind of stuff. So I think, like Mike said, he, he feels like the best teams. And I think you've talked about this before, Calipari's team that won. I mean, he had a mix of some older guys, even though his teams always have a lot of right. young the guys. The best players were the freshmen, right. but there were rotation Solid guys. Solid guys that helped them get to where they need, help, help them weather those, because there's going to be ups and downs from those young guys. Those older guys can help them level those out. And it's got a chance to be a special team. I mean, you, it's, it's a ton of talent. The arena should be packed. Um, I guess it, it's going to come down to – Conzo Martin and, and like how he yeah. puts the puzzle together. Yeah, yeah how he and, puts it together. I know. I'm people have, at first were nervous about him being hired because he he's had some really good teams, but he's never had great teams. It doesn't seem like right. And uh, he's gonna have a chance. He he should have a great team with these guys. He's got collected together. The number I'm gonna watch this year is 28. Missouri's won right. 28 games the last three years. Is it possible they could actually win 28 this year? Oh. I mean, that's a big number. But I think it might be close. How many? I always forget. They play about. They play like 32 in the regular season. Okay. SEC tournament. I mean, the most, I think, Kentucky went 38 0 going into the national title yeah. game. So the most games you're going to play is about 40. Okay. Um. So, you know, I mean, let's say, okay, let's say they're not in the final four, but okay, they play like 36 games. Right. 28 and 8. It's possible. Good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know? So uh, it'll be. Uh, you know, it'll be exciting. And, uh, hey, this year's over, but obviously, I mean, right after this podcast, we're going over to a recruiting camp. They've got four of them in the next eight days that we'll be at. Uh, picked up – just touch on Jalen Knox today. Right. Um, boy, the the kid, he can run. And, he's like, he's not – he's not little. Nah, six foot, 180. That's what we have him listed as. Um, 10, six, six. He's like Jonathan Johnson size, maybe a little bigger. Yeah, I was yeah I was thinking kind of Demetrius Mason size or Demetrius Mason size. Yeah, something big enough to play in the SEC in the slot. I mean that's I mean there's no doubt about that. Um, speed to burn. He said he the coaches told him they want him they want to get him the ball all sorts of ways in this offense. He we have him listed as an all-purpose back. Missouri likes him in the slot and uh, and taking sweeps and taking a few handouts handoffs out of the backfield. So not handouts. Not handouts. No, no. Don't, don't want to go there. <laughs> handoffs out of the backfield so he a uh, good kid to talk to 
He was excited about his commitment. He's gonna. He's. He was emphatic about helping uh, James Foster recruit. He said he's getting with James right now. He's gonna find out some names of guys to talk to, and get on it. He said he's looking forward to. It. He wants to have the best players with him at Missouri, so they have the best chance of winning, which seems to make sense to me. Absolutely. So that that's where we stand. Uh, we'll we'll still try to hit the podcast. Maybe not every week, but we'll be here over the summer periodically, and and just kind of catch up with what's going on. Um. You know, Jalen Knox on board. We'll see where it goes from here. Uh, wrapping up the year, and again, really uh, wanted to get Michael Porter on campus because in about two days, he no longer controls whether he can talk yeah. to us. Uh, yeah, once he get on, gets yeah. on campus. Yeah. All these kids are going to be here. Um, I've been told we expect all the basketball kids to be here. Yeah. Um, football, you know, we'll wait and see um, kind of who's here when camp starts. I know we're going to get a chance to talk to Conzo Martin next week. Uh, they're going to have a media day for basketball. We're hoping to maybe get a chance to talk to Barry Odom, just kind of catch up and see where things stand uh, in, in both major programs as we hit the summer. But uh, wrapping up, uh, hell, you're number 14 covering hmm. Mizzou. Uh, so who knows, man? It's time to hit the beach. Is there a beach anywhere around here? Uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Making Lake. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that counts, but we'll be back at some point. Thanks for listening.